Hey everyone, welcome to the Be More with N'Gomu podcast show. We are thrilled you are here. In this podcast series, we connect you with coaches and thought leaders who make a positive difference in the lives of the people they serve. We host the show every two weeks on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. So if you enjoy the show, follow us on Facebook or subscribe on YouTube. And you can also catch the show on Apple and Google Podcasts. And Spotify is usually a couple of days later after the live version. Um, my name is Al Wynand, um, your co-host, and I'm here today with my co-host, Joyce Joya. Uh, she is the CEO of the Herman Group of Companies and author of the forthcoming book, Experience Rules, How Positive Experiences Will, Dri- Will Drive Profit Into the Future. So Joyce, so good to see you as always. Likewise, as always. Thanks, Al. You're very welcome. So in today's episode, we will be speaking with Bob Burke and Grant Miller about the go-giver and the five laws of stratospheric success. Bob is the co-author with John David Mann of The Go-Giver, and Grant is a real estate professional here in Denver who truly has lived the go-giver way. And Joyce is going to be talking to him in the second half of our show. So Joyce, I will see you in a bit. Bye for now. See you in a sec. Bye. So I would like to welcome our first guest here, Mr. Bob Berg. Bob, welcome to our podcast show today. Thank you, Alan. It was great seeing that opening segment with my old friend Joyce Joya, who was one of my heroes when I when I first started in the uh, as a, as a professional speaker. I am always amazed how many people are so well connected and how many coaches know each other. It just impresses me to no end and how you've all been able to like, you know, help each other rise up through through the ranks, so to speak. So, but I am very happy that you're here today, Bob. So, Bob, if you don't know Bob, you should know. Um, he speaks at corporate sales and entrepreneurial conferences worldwide. Now I think mostly virtually. Um, he is a co-author of the international bestseller, The Go-Giver, which has sold more than a million copies. Got one of them here. <laughs> and it has been published in 30 languages. Um, he's also the author of the sales classic, Endless Referrals. Uh, so Bob is an advocate and defender of the free market system. And he's also an unabashed animal phonetic. And I am so on the same page with you on that, Bob. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Al. So I am going to fanboy a little bit here because um, a couple of years ago, um, I was introduced to to your book by our next guest, by Grant, actually. And it was it was it was like, hmm, I'll read this book. You know, this title is a little confusing to me and we'll talk about that later. But I read this book and I was so impressed by it. And this is why I'm so excited that you're here today, because it really in a very in a very good way described, it gave words, it gave a story to how I think I should run my life and how I was trying to run my life, but also businesses. So it was a really, so this, this book really gave sort of like words to that for me. And I've lived by that, our company lives by that. And it's it's one of the few books that I always recommend to people. It's like, you got to wow. read this book. Um, so okay. I'm a fanboying a little bit that you're here today. So well, I appreciate that. That, that <laughs> means a lot to me to know you feel that way. Thank you. You're very welcome. So tell me a little bit, why did what inspired you and John David Mann to write the Go-Giver book? Well, years ago, you know, I had that first book, Endless Referrals, which was really a book on how entrepreneurs and salespeople who, you know, who didn't feel, you know, they they knew they had a great product fantastic service. They brought immense value to those they serve, but they may not have felt very comfortable going out into their local communities and developing the kinds of relationships that would cause people to want to do business with them directly as well as refer them to others. So uh, the Endless Referrals was a how-to manual. 
in terms of creating those relationships. The, the, the basic premise of that book was that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. So again, it was a how-to book, but I'd always loved reading business parables because parables are stories. And as you know, stories tend to connect with people on a much deeper heart-to-heart -heart level. I thought, what if we could take the basic idea, the know, like, and trust, and, and put that into a story form? And so, uh, you know, we, we took the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the question in terms of titling it. So what's the very essence of a person who is able to, to quickly and sustainably create those no like, and trust relationships? And it's that they're givers. They're always looking to bring value to others. So the name, you know, the go-giver, kind of a natural. But the best thing I did for that book was to ask John David Mann, who at the time was the editor-in-chief of a magazine I used to write for, to be the the um, co-author and the lead writer and storyteller, because again, I'm a how-to author. I'm step one, step two, step three. I'm kind of boring. John is a <laughs> magnificent wordsmith and can really tell a story. So, uh, you know, I asked him if he would, and, and fortunately he said yes, and, and you know, we collaborated on it, and it's really John's fantastic writing abilities uh, that made the book sing as it did. Perfect. So, so as I said in my, um, and, and I forgot to put your name on the screen, so I just did that. Um, but um, as I said, as, as I was opening here, when I first heard the title, I was a, maybe a little bit confusing, a little bit puzzling to me. So what's really the premise behind that title? Yeah, great question, because, you know, you hear something like the go-giver. What does that really mean? You know, what, is, what are they talking mm -hmm. about? And, and so really, it's, it's this. It's that it's that shifting your focus, and this is really where it begins, shifting your focus from getting to giving. Now, when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. Mm. And not not for some you know way out there, woo-woo type of magical, <laughs> mystical reasons. Not at all. It, it actually makes very rational sense. When you're that person now who can take your focus off yourself and place it on making other people's lives better, discovering what they want, what they need, what they desire, when you can focus on helping them solve their challenges. When you can take your focus off yourself and place it on helping bring them closer to happiness, people feel good about you. They want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be a part of your life. They want to be in relationship with you. They want to do business with you if that's appropriate for them to do so. But they definitely want to sing your praises, be what we call your personal walking ambassador. So true. So where do you, you know, where do you start in the book? You have, you know, have those five laws, which we'll talk about, but where do you start? So you're in, you're, you're starting out in life. You're in, you're, you're in a new career. You have little or no network. So how do you even go by starting, you know, living those principles, living those values in the book? Well, you start by building that network. And, you know, when you think of it, what is networking, right? When you think about it, it's True. the cultivating of mutually beneficial give and take or give and receive win-win relationships. But as you can tell, it starts with the giving. 
So you, you know, you look to find ways to bring value to the lives of others. Now, very quickly, you know, let's talk about the word value because it's a word that gets thrown around a lot. Mm -hmm. It's an important word, but again, if it's not defined, sometimes, you know, 10 different people can see it as different, 10 different things. Mm -hmm. So while price is a dollar figure, a dollar amount, and it's finite, value is the relative worth or desirability of a thing, of something to the end user or beholder. So in other words, what is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea, what have you, that brings so much worth to another person that they will willingly exchange their, now it might be money, time, energy, interest, what have you, for this worth, for this, this value. Uh, you know, you're interviewing my great friend and colleague, uh, Grant Muller next, and here's a guy who, who just, his focus on providing value or giving to others is absolutely extraordinary. And he meets people where they are. What he realizes is, and what I ask people to realize, is that value is always in the eyes of the beholder. Mm. It's what they believe is of value. So whatever it is you're sharing with them or giving them or doing for them or helping them, whatever, it's the, the question to ask, is this something that they, not we, but are they going to find of value? And we do this only through asking questions and only through understanding and getting to know that person. So there's, a, there's an interesting question. As I was reading through the book, at the end of your book, there's sort of a Q&A section with the authors. And it's one thing that I was thinking about as I was reading the book myself. And I go to that, I go to your book like once or twice a year because um, it's, it's just kind of, um, it kind of, you know, helps with, with what you do in life. But the, the question is, you know, Joe, who is, who is the person in the book, he has one hell of a great week. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he really does. <laughs> so in all reality, life doesn't go that fast. You know, how, you know what's, what's, what's your take on the reality of, of this, this, this process? Yeah, so I think there are really two great questions there. One is, is, is the go-giver, you know, a nice way, but more of a, a longer term, takes a long time type of thing? And the other question is, uh, does stratospheric success like Joe had really happen in one week? Let's answer the second one first. No, it doesn't. It's called creative license. Uh, you know, we put a whole story into one week. <laughs> so <laughs> the process can start in a week, but no. I'll, 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 I'll take it. it. <laughs> I'll take it, right? If it happens, yeah. I will gratefully receive it, the fifth law, right? The law of receptivity, but no. But, but the other question is this. You know, this go-giver thing. Yeah, I get it. And putting your focus on others and... You know, does, but, but isn't that like, you know, after I already have all the money and I don't need the business that I can do that? Well, see, this is based on a, a premise, a, a false premise, I, I think a lot of people have, that the way to do well financially is to focus on yourself and to focus on the money. But think about it. Think about it. And I say this when I speak at, at, at you know, the, the sales conferences I used to speak at back in the days before COVID. And that's, I'd say, nobody's going to buy from you. Because you have a quota to meet, right? Nobody's going to buy from you because you need the money. Nobody's going to buy from you because you want the sale or even because you're a really nice person. They're going to buy from you because they believe they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And that's the only reason why anyone should buy from you or from me or from anyone else. So think about it. You've got the person who goes into this presentation with a, with a person, with a prospect, and they really need the money. So forget about this go-giver stuff. I'm going to go after the money. So they go in there with what's often referred to as commission breath, right? That person can kind of smell it, that what you're looking for is their, their money. That's not a value to them. Okay. So you go in there, you know, you ask some questions because you've been taught to ask questions, but are you really listening? 
not really. That's not where your focus is. Um, uh, or, you know, they have an objection or a question and, and maybe you're a little impatient or a little defensive because that objection is getting in the way of your money, right? Or you start kind of trying to close too quick and too often before they're ready. You know, at the end of the, this presentation, are they more likely or less likely to buy from you? And I'm going to say generally less likely. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now let's say you're the same person. You're just starting out. You need the money and right you know, but, and I'm not going to ask you to put aside your self-interest because as human beings, we are self-interested. That's part of life, okay? But but here and right now, you really need the money. Of course, you're self-interested. But here's what I'm going to suggest. Don't deny your self-interest, okay? Because you're just denying truth. You're denying human nature. But but I will ask you to, to temporarily suspend your self-interest. Put your self-interest to the side. Okay, because not only is it not the right way to do business, it's the least profitable way. Okay, and do what you need to do, which is focus on them. So now, despite your personal situation, which means nothing to your prospect, okay, you're going to go in there focused on just one thing, bringing an immensely valuable experience to them. So now the questions you ask, you're, you're simply doing what a good salesperson does. You're discovering what they need what they want, what they desire, what challenges they have that you can help them to work within. You're listening to the answer and you are listening and then you're delving deeper until you know you understand what they what they mean. You're only once you really know what they need, want, and desire, do you begin to connect the benefits of your product or service with those wants, okay? When they have an objection, you welcome it. Because it is legitimate, because they have a right to know, and 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 what you do is rather than giving some standard, you know, a, a answer to the objection, you work with them in order to determine the actual root cause of the objection, rather than just how it's manifested in it, right? And 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 be, by doing this, you and the prospect together are able to work through it in a way that they feel both satisfied and comfortable. And by the time at the at the end of the presentation, you ask them to take action, you're simply asking them to take action on something they've already told you they want to do. Are you more likely, you know, by focusing on them, not you, are you more are they more likely or less likely to want to do business with you now? And the answer is probably now. So so doing business as a go-giver, yes, it's sustainable, it's long term, but it's also the fastest way short term to build your business. That's that's great advice. So, you know, what what are some examples of how our listeners can implement some of these laws in the book, you know, in their career, their personal life? Well, the first thing is when you're meeting people, you know, understand something that and I'm talking just when you're meeting somebody and it could be at a, a business social function, it could be at a charity event, it could be at your your kids ball game. I mean, it doesn't really matter where that you want to place your focus on that person, okay? Uh, you know, one thing I learned when I first got into sales and I was doing a lot of, of, of telephone calling, I, you know, so I'm an older guy, right? So that, this, is what, this is when we use the telephone, right? You know, and uh, and I not only prospected over the phone to, for the initial contact, but I mean, throughout the whole process. So I was doing business over the phone with people. And here's one thing I found out right away. Nobody, but nobody ever hung up the phone on me while they we're talking. It was really an amazing discovery, right? If they're talking, they're engaged. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the same works on zoom, the same works one-on-one 
or in a group or what have you. So when you meet someone, wherever you meet them, take your focus again off yourself, place it on them, ask them questions about themselves, but not but not salesy questions, prospecty questions, intrusive questions, invasive. Ask what I call feel-good questions. Feel-good questions are simply questions that by their very nature make this person feel good about themselves, about you, about the conversation. Uh, asking a person, you know, you meet Gary who sells copying machines, right, to businesses. And what if you were to just say to Gary, how did you get started selling copying machines? Or how did you get your start as an office products professional? Well, that's not a slick question, not a clever question. It's pretty mundane, but people love answering that question, right? You're letting them shine. You're making them the star. You know, it's following up with what do you enjoy most about what you do, mm -hmm. right? Again, it's a feel-good question. It But the best question you could ask a person as you're building your network, and this is, you know, you ask this after the initial rapport has begun to be established. I call it the one key question that will separate you, that will distinguish you from the rest. And that is Gary or Ann, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with is a good prospective customer for you? That's a good question. Again, you've communicated value right away. You haven't done what everyone else does who they meet, not everyone, but most people that, you know, that you're, you're trying to using your, your, your great elevator speech to get them immediately interested in what you're doing so you can sell. It's just life doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. And, and so, you know, so that's really uh, so. And, you know, when you can lead into that one key question with something like, you know, Gary, I, I love connecting good people with other good people. Tell me, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with is a good prospective client for you? That's just, wow. You know, that right there shows him you're a person. But now there's a whole follow up system and process and how to, you know, then. Uh, keep in touch in a way that that you continue to add value until that no like and trust relationship is built and then you know it's a matter of business taking place and business and referrals and and so forth of course uh, grant's going to be on the show next and and this guy's such an expert this guy is a referral based professional people know him they love him they trust him and it's because he just focuses on others i mean he you know, he'll tell you, rather than being top of mind, he wants to be top of heart. And I love that expression of his. I think it's just so fantastic. He's a good guy. Uh, so, Bob, I wish we had a lot more time together today, but um, we have to wrap up. So in, in doing so, what's your best advice you can leave our listeners with? I think it would be something I was told about 40 years ago by a, 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 a by a, a man. He was not he was not even a salesperson. He was I think he was in the engineering department of the company I was selling for. I was in a sales slump. I was a young guy. I was like Joe, right? You know, and I think he saw me as Joe, the young, ambitious, aggressive, up and coming, you know, salesperson <laughs> who was very frustrated because he wasn't getting the results he wanted. Right? And he he, and I, he took me. He said Berg. He was a last name kind of guy. He said Berg. Can I give you some advice? I said, sure, please do. I, I need it. And he said, if you want to make a lot of money in sales, he said, don't have making money as your target. Your target is serving others. Now, when you hit the target, he said, you'll get a reward. And that reward will come in the form of money. And you can do with that money whatever you choose. But never forget, he said, the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It isn't the target itself. Your target is serving others. And you know, Al, that's when it really hit me. That great salesmanship, like great leadership, is never about the salesperson or the leader. 
You know, great salesmanship is never about the product or service, as important as those are. It's not what it's about. Great salesmanship is about the other person. It's about those people whose lives you choose to touch. Really, it's about those people whose lives are better simply because you are part of it. And I think that when we come at sales from that foundational premise, we're really nine steps ahead of the game in a 10-step game. That's a really good, uh, really good advice. And um, ties very much to our mission statement, which, which I appreciate. So thank you, Bob. I'm, I, I'm honored that you were here today and sharing, sharing your stories and your, your, um, your, your feedback with us. Thank you for that. So if our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, yeah, best place is Berg, B-U-R-G. Dot com. You can tell how old I am because I actually have a, a URL that's my life. Wow. <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you again for sharing your advice and make it a great rest of your day. I appreciate you. Thank you, Al. Thank you. So that was a brilliant conversation with Bob. So. So thank you for um, for joining us. If you've just joined us, you are listening to the Be More Within Gumu podcast with Bob Burke, who we just spoke with. And then Grant Muller here is next about the goal giver and the five laws of stratospheric success. <clears throat> so before we move on to our next segment with, uh, with Grant, I wanted to invite you to our next free Be More Days virtual conference Owning your awkward. So it's on August 26th. And as you may know, at Ngomo, we celebrate diversity. And but we know that celebrating that in a meaningful way isn't always very easy. And we have some experience with that. So it requires openness, conversation, and action. And we want to share that experience, uh, have conversations in our Be More Days conference on the 26th of August. So if you're interested in joining us, it starts at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. Registration is free at rsvp.ingomu.com. So that's rsvp.ingomu.com. And we hope to see you there. So, um, Joyce, I'm going to uh, throw it to you. I'm going to disappear from the screen and uh, let you welcome Grant and for the next part of our conversation. Thank you, Al. Miller is a speaker and coach on a mission to help people get real, make emotional connections, and lead a hearts with a heart-centered approach. When he read Bob's book, The Go-Giver, it changed his life. But interestingly, not profoundly right away. We're going to talk about that a little later. Grant is an award-winning realtor, an avid, probably award-winning equestrian, and a Pomeranian dad. Join me in welcoming Grant Miller. Welcome, Grant. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Joyce. It's great to be here. Grant, when you first read Bob's book, you were affected by it in a positive way. You you told me that. However, it was a few years later, uh, we know that the material had a profound effect on your life. What caused that shift? Well, I think in the beginning, when I came across the book, uh, you know, I read the wonderful story that um, Bob Berg and John David Mann had had put together, and 
it really showed me a new way because at that time I was knee deep up to my neck really in working online lead generation systems in real estate. So it was very much about, um, you know, generate the lead, convert the lead with careful scripts, um, close the person and become a client. So it was much more of the hunt, hunt, hunt kind of thinking. And when I read The Go-Giver, I thought, wow, there's, there's got to be a, a better way. And here it is. Um, it was all laid out before me. But I didn't see the depth in the message. It seemed just a little too simple and easy. I couldn't imagine that real estate could be that easy. And so I wanted to overcomplicate things. So I tried to figure out how do I, how do I build relationships with a ton of people? Because I didn't want to just be a good realtor. I wanted to be a great realtor. So when I understood from the book that it's about adding value and about building relationships, I was trying to figure out how to leverage those relationships. And of course, as you know, real relationships um, are not really about leverage. Indeed. Very true. So how do you add value to being your client or customer? So, uh, you know, the first law about adding value is absolutely uh, my favorite. And it really is where... Um, but what changed my life, I really stopped focusing on generating leads and thought about how do I generate value? It's really not about what I need. It's about what others need. And it's it's also not about me forgetting my goals. It's just setting my, my goals aside for a minute while I find ways to add value. There are three primary ways that I add value. I share my connections with people. So I'm always introducing and connecting people to each other. I share my expertise, and that might be obvious in real estate, you know, sharing my real estate expertise, but it also might be, um, you know, telling you about the best ice cream place in town. Um, and then I also share my compassion. So sometimes in our relationships, um, you know, my clients, for instance, I have a client right now who's um, buying a house for the first time um, on her own. She was married for 35 years. She's going through a divorce. This is her first big decision to make on her own. And so part of adding value is simply sharing my compassion and understanding that as a human being who's going through a big life change, um, this is not the easiest, easiest thing she's taking on. And um, so finding a way to be compassionate. You know, it sounds like you are are finding out what's really important to people, which is something that I learned from Tony Robbins, that that's the best way to add value, is to find out what's important to people and then find a way to give it to them, right? I think that's so true. I think um, as human beings, one of our biggest core needs is to be seen. And, mm. um, you know, to be seen at all levels, but really just to be seen as human beings and to be valued that way, and and that's a value. Um, it's it's a value that uh, I find really can change people. Um, you know, when when they're seen, then we give them an opportunity to really be their best. And it's also good for business. You know, when we when we see people as humans and we connect on a human level, when we go from top of mind to top of heart, as I like to say, and we have a real emotional connection with our clients. Um, they tend to refer to us at a higher level. We see more referrals. We see more repeat business. But also because we're connecting and really understanding what they need as human beings, we're serving them at a much higher level. And that makes a bigger impact. 
Indeed, indeed. I want to change gears just for a second. Sure. My my spiritual teacher used to say, nothing is a one-way street. And I know, and by that, he meant that we all need to be able to give and to receive. And I know that that was something that you had to learn for yourself as well. Would you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, you know, that fifth law about staying open and the law of receptivity um, was another piece that has changed not just my business, but my life. Because when I got really real with myself about the law of receptivity, I realized I needed to do some inside work before I could really believe that I deserved to receive. And that was receive love, receive referrals, um, receive whatever. But being referable is a, is a skill as much as it is a mindset. So we need to understand, um, do we have the character, the competence, the communication to be truly referable? And those three are um, shared from Michael Mayer, um, who's a, an author um, that I also follow and, and look up to. And he's another mentor of mine and really has, has, has shown me those three pieces, the core of being referable. Um, but you really have to believe that you deserve to be dis, you know, uh, successful. And sometimes this takes a lot of inside work. I had to work on some debilitating, limiting beliefs that were holding me back. Uh, but the other core way to be uh, referable and to, in, to enjoy the law of receptivity is to open the channel to receive referrals by giving referrals. So every week I have an outgoing referral goal rather than an incoming referral goal. And that's made a big difference for me. That's wonderful. I just love that. An outgoing refer referral goal. I, and it's just, it, it just warms my heart, Grant, to hear that. And I know that you also give of yourself in many ways to a number of nonprofits in the Denver area where you live. Uh, how do you make the time to get everything done? Well, the the blessing of being in sales or being an entrepreneur is that our very business is built on building relationships. And what better way to build relationships than to find a cause that we care greatly about, connect with people and volunteer with people who care about the same cause, work together from the same side of the table to solve big problems in our communities. What better way to build really deep meaningful connections with people in our community. And when we build big, deep, meaningful connections with people in our community, we improve our sales. So you see, I do it because I care. It's from my heart. I love these causes. But at the same time, it helps me build my business. So I'm doing good while doing well, I like to say. I love that. I really love that. So what advice do you want to give our listeners so that like you, they can be more? Well, uh, I love that it's be more and not do more. So, <laughs> you know, to be more, it's not about what we need to do. It's about who we need to become. So um, I think the best advice um, for how to be more is to gain more clarity about who you want to become and to find more courage to go after um, that person. And that might be new habits, new skills. It might be new relationships 
It might mean losing some relationships. There might be some big shifts that are required. And that's why I bring up courage. But be more is all about who do we want to become. And for me, that's about how uh, I want to be the person on earth who helps other people grow. So I've made that really clear for myself. And now I can do that in real estate or in coaching. Um, but it's created this clarity for me to help me be more. So Fantastic. I want, you know, I, I just suggest to everyone out there, go out there and figure out who you want to become. Fabulous. So how can people reach you, Grant? GrantMuller.com, G-R-A-N-T-M-U-L-L-E-R.com. Wonderful. Thank you, Grant. You know, this was, this was really great. Uh, I learned a lot, and I know that our listeners did too. As you could hear, that was pre-recorded, and I just want to let you know that Grant's name is not Grant Miller, but Grant Muller. Thank you, Joyce, for <laughs> oh, so thank you for for doing that interview with Grant. Um, so appreciate that. Appreciate Grant being here, obviously as well. Thanks both to Bob and and Grant. So Joyce, as you were listening to Bob's conversation, what were sort what were the takeaways for you? It was really hard to narrow <laughs> it down. Really hard. So I'll do my best. First, I'd like to start with building your business is all about building relationships so that people will know, like, and trust you. And that just makes infinite sense to me. The second thing is that the most powerful question to ask, and the one that's going to actually warm the heart of whoever you're asking it to, is how will I know when someone would be a good prospective customer or client of yours? And uh, a great reminder for me was value is in the eyes of the beholder. Mm -hmm. And then finally, and this is, this is who I am, how I live, your target is serving others. And how many times have you heard me say, I live to serve? So mm -hmm. I guess I'm a go-giver too, which is very exciting. And I didn't you even know it. I think you are. That's my experience with you. So um, thank you for that. And I had the same as I was listening to grants. I had the same thing like, whoa, so many takeaways. So what do I pick? So for, a couple of things stood out. The first one that I thought was was fun and you commented on it as well in the beginning, you know, the outgoing referral goal instead of the incoming referral goal every week. I think that's just fabulous. So something to really think about and live by. Um, but one th one thing sort of near the end that stood out to me is, um, especially around the Be More question you asked him, that it's not really about what we need to do, should do, but more about who we need to become, you know, which really ties beautifully to our Be More statement and our movement here. But, you know, that one really you need to have clarity of who you want to become and really find the courage to go after that person you want to become. And obviously that's not easy So because you, you're going to have to create, you know, new habits, as he says, learning new skills, you know, building relationships, losing relationships. Um, you know, what is your goal there? What is your be more? So defining that clarity of who you who yourself want to be um, and what success is, um, I thought really stood out for me. 
And then also really adding value to your relationships, you know, and, and how he did that, those three items he said, you know, by sharing his connections, by sharing his, I think it was experience, he said, and also compassion. I thought that really stood out to me. Um, and then, you know, I think Bob brought it up as well, you know, having, you know, an emotional connection um, instead of top of mind, it's on top of heart. That was a, just a really beautiful statement I thought as well. So, um, so thank you for to, to both Bob and Grant for being here today and sharing your expertise. So we are at the end of our show and we like to again recognize um, something we do, excuse me, in every show we like to recognize a coach or a person who has made a positive difference in the lives of many. So Joyce has a very special person today she would like to recognize. So Joyce, I will turn it over to you. Thanks, Al. Today we honor Dr. Gail Carson. Dr. Gale called herself an SOB, which stood for her, in her world, spunky old broad. An inspiration to many of us in consulting and speaking. She once owned a chain of modeling schools and taught and coached in many areas. Later in life, she became a media coach and helped numerous people to launch and maintain their own podcasts. Dr. Gale received over 60 national awards, including having been inducted into the Consulting Hall of Fame. Dr. Gale passed away on August 1st and will be missed by many. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that, Joyce. And if you know of someone that is making a positive difference in your community, please let us know and send us a note to news at ingomo.com and we'll be happy to talk about that. So that brings us to the end of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If I would like to thank again our guests, Bob Berg and Grant Muller, and my co-host as always, Joyce Joya, for being here today. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on August 25th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Mountain Time for our next show. It will be an in-depth conversation with some of our top coaches about diversity and inclusion in anticipation of the Be More Days conference the next day, focused on owning your awkward, and sign up for that at rsvp.ingomu.com. So if you enjoyed the show, follow us on Facebook or hit the subscribe button on YouTube. And you can also catch us on Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify. So thank you for being here today. Let's go make a positive difference in the world. And be more. Thank you.